We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto-Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, October 12th. We'll be taking a look at tonight's Broncos versus Chiefs Thursday night football showdown slate on DraftKings as well. So some props and pick them. Uh, we got the NFL projections out. The Blitz projections, uh, usage adjustments are in. So uh, I got a ton of props and, uh, and pick them stuff in already. Hit that thumbs up. On your way in the door, you know I like the thummy thumbs. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Joining me for the first time early here in the morning, it's Bobby Gomes. It, he, you're the, or, or as I call you, the OG Millie winner. Who's on mute also, right? You got to get up in the morning. It already started. You already started on mute. Wow. That's bad. First time <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Long time ago, that Millie would like to win one tonight. I know there's one up top uh, for this showdown slate. So excited to talk about it with you, Blender. Right. We have uh, all the content already up for the showdown contest tonight for premium members. We have the showdown HQ. It gives you links for, for all of our, you know, the weather report, the grind down, the lineup optimizer values, the prize picks predictions, strategy articles. Uh, obviously, the lineup HQ, which has our, our our player projections, our ownership projections, and the best part about this is that it also has our sim tool, which uh, gives all the sim output. We run our projections, ten thousand simulations, compare that to top one percent, point one percent lineups, shows you what the 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 more optimal roster construction and player player types versus their ownership. So we'll be we'll be looking at that on today's show. First order of business, Bobby. Big news because yep. we always we always first want to talk about what we should be looking at for tonight's game. So like any injury situations, every you know, like who's in, who's out, what playing time. We have a couple of players like that. But I think the biggest news, Bobby Taylor Swift, will be at the game. Will she? Does that mean, does that mean we have to raise Travis Kelsey's projection, or is that is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing? I've been trying to figure that out. I think it's either. I've been leaning towards bumping it down based on how he's played recently, but 
maybe tonight's a different night, you know. Well, he's going to regret. It's regression, Bobby. Just because he's performed poorly, he was injured practically for one game. So maybe this is where he comes back up and finally that's the what Swift I'm saying. Needs. I actually kind of hope that's the case because I think he's good leverage off of Pacheco, captain, who I think is going to get steamed here pretty as the day kind of progresses as well. So, But, I mean, yeah. he's, he, he's listed with a Q tag. We saw in the last game he got his foot wrapped. They thought it was possibly a high ankle sprain, but it turned out to be a low ankle sprain, which is obviously easy, much more easy to recover from. Do you do you think that Kelsey is is going to be a full go? I mean, if if I'm assuming he's I'm assuming he's going to be active, but do you think that he's 11K on this showdown slate, so he's priced as if he's you know full strength Travis Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, he it finished that like game from, off. Pretty, he finished that game off pretty solid. Like I wouldn't. Like he came back in, and we didn't know if he was going to actually come back in. Um, so yeah, I'd be fine with it. It's not a high ankle sprain, right? Like that's usually four weeks, maybe longer, four to six. Low ankle sprain. I think he, I think he could tough it out. Do you think that his ownership gets depressed because of that reason? I hope so, and I think Pacheco's is going to get steamed because uh, DJ Jones is out for the Broncos. Is like their run stuffer, uh, defensive lineman. So. And he was already hitting projections pretty hard based on how the Broncos have kind of played versus the run here um, for this through these first uh, five games or whatever. So, yeah, I um, if it does get depressed, I'll be over on Kelsey. What are your thoughts on obviously Mahomes is going to hit everything tonight? How do you play like QBs on showdown for captain? Are you axing them? What's your what's your strategy usually? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just trying to build as differently as possible within reason. I mean, I'm not someone that I don't need. I don't need uniques. But I want like under fives, under tens, you know, that where, where it's a reasonable lineup that someone else could have played. But it just yeah. is much less duplicated than it should be. And I, Daniel Hutchins is in the chat saying that he's still running his uh, it's nerdy tenor. If you don't know, he's running his uh, Taylor Travis Sims to see if uh, if that if if the if the Swifty effect will will uh, will take take part in this game but to me if you take a look at our projections the the Mahomes projection is just like he's like uh, outside of three other people he's like double the raw projection of like anyone else on the slate it's hard it's yeah. hard not him i think the the contrarian way to build on the slate is to play Russell Wilson at captain so you play Russell Wilson at captain with Mahomes the thing that i love about Bobby, that I love about Chiefs showdown slates, duplication is factor goes down because there's the Chiefs have so many options. They throw to yeah. so many people. But that's a good thing and a bad thing. Good thing is that there's a lot of people to choose from. The bad thing is figure out who's the guy that you should choose. And I think the field is going to overplay the Chiefs. I'm Always. much more considering. I'm, yeah, well, I'm just... I'm much more considering playing a Bronco in the captain spot. I'm still playing Mahomes, like playing Mahomes naked, like basically playing a lineup yeah. that's like four two. You know, you play four Broncos, two Chiefs, and you still play Mahomes. Like Mahomes is going to be popular, but yeah, Mahomes throws for three or four touchdowns, and they go to four different people, and they all have thirty yards, and it's not like yep. you need any of them. But the Broncos stay in the game, and Russell Wilson has 303. 
and he's way cheaper. He's, uh, he's nearly $3,200 cheaper. Mahomes may have the highest raw score, but you can't fit in everyone without having Russ as the captain. So I think, I mean, we'll look, we'll take a look at the Sims tool. Let, let's sneak preview. The Sims tool agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I feel like I'm having deja vu because I had this conversation over Devonte Adams on Monday night with uh, Mangone. I was pretty much trying to fade out Devonte, and he's like, "Oh, just play him as a four-two. I wish I had stuck with my original just fade Devonte situation, but I understand like building him to where it's differentiated. I think that's pretty much fine. Uh, it's all basically the context of the slate and how it plays out. Um, so yeah, I like the four-two structure of building in Mahomes. I think I think I I as of right now, I'm leaning towards being underweight or fading, but we'll see. I mean, QB captains they hit at what a 15% rate over time for. Uh, these showdown slates. So if people are going to be, if he's going to be like 20% owned and captain and people are going to have to play him 30 to 40 to get overweight, like it makes it difficult for me to like plant my flag on him. Uh, but I do like the rust call, but that I get, I guess would go for the rust call. Also, he, we're, he's showing what for a percentage in terms of the captain for ownership. 10% uh, right now. So maybe you could get over on Russ a little. Um, well, I mean, I'm you definitely play, with you play you double. I, the thing is, is that the lineups with Russ and Captain, you're going to be playing like Judy Sutton, uh, Dulcich, or we'll talk about that situation. I mean, you, you, you're going to be playing like three more Broncos in your lineup. Yeah, obviously, Russ. I mean, Russ does run a little bit, I guess, when when needed. But I mean, I think if Russell if Russell Wilson throws for two fifty three hundred passes for two or three touchdowns, I mean, obviously, I mean we we. We're more inclined to know where the ball goes. Yeah, you have those Brandon Johnsons in here, Marvin Mims in there. Yeah. But, I mean, I could build a lineup with just Russ Wilson, three pass catchers, Mahomes, and one of the, you know, the, you, you play a, you, you play a Justin Watson or something. You play a, a Justin Ross or you play some cheap guy and you're good. I would push back on we we know where the ball's going because they're playing like a wide receiver by committee too, right? I would imagine like it seems like it's Cortland Sutton, Judy, Little Jordan, Humphrey, Mims, Johnson. Like there's so many guys on this Broncos like in their wide receiver course. So I think it makes it's a similar situation for me with Russ that it is for um, Mahomes, but we know like Cortland Sutton and Judy are getting a little bit more like target share than what the secondary receivers for the Chiefs are outside of Kelsey. So, I yeah, I don't, this is a difficult slate, I think, in terms of showdown. Well, it's difficult in terms of figuring out what to do, but figuring out there's so many options. But it, it's yeah. showdown when, you know, you have all this duplication. You like having a lot more. There's a lot. There are yeah. so many more players if we yeah. take a look at our projections that actually project for three, four, five median points. I mean, it's not like, you know, a, a Vikings-Chargers slate where there's like, oh, yeah, it, it, the ball goes to like three people on each side and yeah, everyone else yeah. has a one-point projection and you just hope they catch a two-yard touchdown. So you're right. A million up top tonight, it's probably more live. I, I, um, yeah, it's interesting. This is, I feel like I was worried about coming on for the show because I feel like this, this slate in general would be kind of difficult for me to decipher just because it just seems like everything's so spread out. Because we do feel comfortable with condensed usage, right? Like that's where we want to go. But usually, when I see condensed usage, I'm trying to find the negative leverage off the condensed usage to kind of play in my captain spot. So the guy, like I keep go like 
thinking, I think Pacheco, like I said at the top of the show, I think he's going to get steamed up. Like, who's negative leverage off Pacheco? Well, Kelsey. Kelsey's banged up. Maybe he doesn't come in as high as he probably should um, in terms of his captain percentage. But we know that people are going to play Kelsey because it's a chief slate and he's Travis Kelsey. So, I don't know, just interesting I can stuff tell you, like I can that. tell you what's negative leverage on Pacheco. You're not going to want to play it. It's Chiefs G. D? Yeah, the no, the Broncos D. The Broncos D. Yep, yep. Not going right, to. That would be. That's it. the thing is like playing the uncomfortable situation. Not like that. I'm saying playing the Broncos D as captain tonight is like a great idea, but being uncomfortable in your captain position, I think that's that's when you're more on the right track. Um, like the Chiefs D for me is something that I'll definitely be playing in captain tonight. Um, at fifty six hundred, I'm not. A, I'm never a big fan of playing. Oh, is it? I didn't realize the price. I'm sorry. Right. Um, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm typically under on that. As as uh, nerdy tenor in chat says, uh, the more options there are, the worse your opponent's overplayed shock becomes. So that's why I like yeah. these types of slates because there are so many more options, and I hope the field condenses to playing Pacheco and Kelsey and Mahomes captain lineups. Yeah. And, and Chiefs captain lineups. I I want it because the field will over condense, even though, you know, yeah, we may be unsure, but people are much more right. Bobby, you feel so much more comfortable playing Kelsey in the captain spot or Mahomes in the cat. You know, you it's, feel much more than than plugging in like, like, uh, like. Let's talk about him, Javante Williams, seventy two hundred, yeah. is coming back from an injury. Does he slot right in? We have Jamil Jaleel McLaughlin up at 7K now. So they price they basically price McLaughlin just in case Williams didn't play. Uh he seems to be good, this McLaughlin kid. He does seem to be I good. Mean, but most of our most of our analysts, and including myself, I, I have the prop in Javante Williams under 38 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. I don't think you could find that number anymore. I think he's already he's down to 35 and a half. So 35 and a half, you, you, you miss three yards of value. So obviously get this stuff as early as you can. Uh I I I don't have much interest at Javante Williams at 7,200 because I think they're gonna mix in McLaughlin more and not just put him back in this. I don't think P Ryan's role changes. Uh but my the other side of my shoulder. I have I have the projection angel on my shoulder, right, Bobby? I got the projection yeah. angel. I got the ownership devil on my other shoulder. Projection angel says Javante Williams, fragile projection. Be aware, you know, be uncomfortable. And then the devil is like, but he's gonna probably be lower owned because of it. So what what do you think about Javante Williams in tonight's game? We have him projected for 9.94 as a mean, which isn't that bad in comparison to like a Sutton and Rashi Rice up there. But I just feel that his range of outcomes leans a lot more towards the negative side than the like I don't see I don't see a situation where the upside is that Javante Williams walks comes back and gets 70% of the snaps and like all the goal line work. Like I think it's much more likely that in Either outlier case, it's more likely he comes back and only sees 30% of the snaps, right? And seeds a lot of the work. Maybe the next game, he may get back up to 50, 60% usage. 
but this may be the game with a little bit more downside. And he's kind of priced in an underdog slot where they're, you know, 11 and a half point, you know, 10 and a half point underdogs. Do you want to play a $7,200, you know, first and second down type of running back for a road dog that is coming back from injury and has a guy behind him that looked good last week? Yeah, am I, am I, I think steering he... the question too much? Am I am I getting you to say like, oh, oh, throw all of that? No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna if he's if he's three percent owned, I'm gonna I'm 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 hammering him in all my lineups. No, so the Javante Williams is kind of in a tough roster for me, like traditionally, but I understand the point. Um, first and down, first and second down. Depending on the, it's it's tough to see how I wonder how they're gonna work him in, like what the snap percentage is gonna be because. Jaleel played very good last week. He had been creeping up. So how are they how are they planning planning on utilizing him is something I'm trying to figure out. Um I don't know. I feel like when the last he played 33% of the snaps. Um actually that doesn't work because that was the game Javante Williams actually got hurt. He was chalked that week too. Uh but his snap percentage from week one to week two to week three with Javante had increased by week three, he was playing 21% of the snaps and Javante Williams were playing 42% of the snaps. Um, I don't think they're going to go away from Javante. I think you're right. You can probably make, take the ch- shot on Javante. I think I'd prefer him as a captain to Jaleel. Um, well, yeah, there's no, there's there's, no chance in, in, in the world that I played Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, there's no, yeah, not a chance. Like he um, should be priced it, with Javante back. He should be priced at like, 3200. He should be 3200. Yeah. Like where we're C, wherever CEH is, right? Where's CEH? He's, well, CEH is 1000. How about that? How about that situation on the other side of the ball? You wanted leverage off of Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, what's wrong with playing some? Uh, I mean, Jarek McKinnon's 5200. He's more of a yeah. pass catching role, but uh, I mean, they don't like CEH. I mean, but he does come in, they do give him carries. Uh, yeah. I'll be over on both CEH and McKinnon um, in the flex in terms of like captain ownership, def- probably not getting there right um, for either just because the volume is definitely not going to be there. But um, yeah, I I think that the getting different in terms of playing, I don't know, McKinnon does have those outlier games. He just hasn't, hasn't touched the ball more than five times in a game all year. So um and I, I don't well, think for, the game with PPR scoring on DraftKings. I mean, CEH at 1000 doesn't need much to get there in a lineup yeah. where you know you're jamming in a lot of people, but he's going to get there primarily with like you know a two yard carry in the end zone. You know, like he's going to fall in the end zone. Jarek McKinnon yeah. could get there without you know, I mean, Jarek McKinnon, if they maybe he doesn't rush the ball, but he could catch four or five balls, yeah, 30 yards and a touchdown. And next thing you know, he's sitting there at. 16, 18 points. I mean, and he's a good, that's he's much a more in his range than CEH getting that than yeah. 18 points. CEH would, CEH would basically need Pacheco to get hurt in order yeah. to sniff an 18 point game. No, I'm with you. Um, if you had How a choose, I, I, I not mean to interrupt. Uh, yeah, no, Dulcich I think that's, I, I think Dulcich is, Dulcich is back and Trumpman's playing 90% of like snaps, literally doing the same thing MVS is doing, running wind sprints. Um, for the Chiefs, but Dulcich is doing it. I mean, Troutman's doing it for the Broncos. They didn't. They seem to prefer Troutman, so I don't really know. Like you can, you can get, you can get to Dulcich and 
in uh at his price tag and try to work him in. I think that's fine. Try to get ahead of it. But they seem to really like Troutman for whatever reason. Um Troutman had a touchdown last week. I could take an overweight stance on Delsich, try to get ahead of um well, it's not gonna be zero percent owned. I mean it says that on the screen. Like we'll update yeah. his ownership. Like yeah if he's zero percent owned I'll play him as the only one. Yeah obviously yeah, he's not. He has. What do we have for? Yeah, zero percent's not. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we, we haven't factored him in. Coming yet. up, what are you doing with MVS? Like, I feel like he's just a captain play. I just would completely X him in the flex. What are you doing with all? What What are you doing with all the Chiefs receivers? At most, one of Rice, um, Watson, and who's the other one? Sky Moore. At most, yeah, Sky Moore. At most, one of those three, I think, would be a rule I would set immediately. It, it feels like like they all should – it feels like outside of Kelsey, all these guys should be priced about the same. I mean, obviously, we've seen the upside with Rashi Rice, but, I mean, he's 6,400. Sky Moore is – seems useless. Sky Moore and MVS seem – I mean, all these guys seem kind of useless. So my inclination is to, like, I'll – I'd rather spend let down, right? I'd rather I'd rather play Kadarius Tony at 4K. Or take a shot at Valdez Scantling at thirty four hundred, or twenty two hundred dollar Justin Watson, or six hundred dollar Justin Ross, then just pay up for like Rice or like Sky Moore. I have his. I mean, like Sky Moore. I have his under two and a half reception prop already based on our projections. So like, because my 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 goal is. I mean, obviously, I'm looking in the mid range of these Broncos. So yeah. imagine like I'm gonna, I'm going to plug this in. I mean, I haven't like built a lineup or anything, but like if I play Russell Wilson at captain, right? I'm I think we're here. firmly on we're on the same page with these Chiefs receivers. Like it's going to be Tony and Watson. Skymore, I have zero interest in. Um, yeah, and then that rule that I had talked about. I like Rice, but I feel like Rice is going to get steamed. Was Rice really fantastic? I think. What he I mean, he's, I mean, just I mean, his prop is low. I mean, it's like he has like a thirty-five yard prop. I mean. Yeah. None of these, none of these guys have like it's not it's it's like Kelsey and that's it. No, I'm with you. I feel the same way. Um, right, MVS, I don't Judy. like him. I don't really love MVS on the flex just because there's so little volume. Like I feel like if you want to take a shot on MVS, you just cap at him. I don't even really want to play MVS at all. But I mean, I take a it. look at this type of lineup. This is the type of lineup that I'd be looking at. Russell Wilson, yeah. captain. I mean, obviously, it spends all the salary. Russell Wilson, captain with Sutton, Judy, and Brandon Johnson. Then you play Mahomes and Harrison Butker. Yeah, that's that's the that's the two four that I would be like if I'm building Mahomes teams or if I decide whatever I decide to do. That's how my Mahomes teams are going to look because you're not you're playing them differentiated, right? Um, right. Or I'm playing them like yeah, Mahomes goes three hundred and three, but it's the three different guys and they all have thirty yards and Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey gets there with like he, he he's sitting there with 18 points, but he's also way priced up and you can't but, fit him in. But Kelsey's not on the team these- though. So like you're what I'm saying is you're playing him differentiated because a lot of the field is just gonna play plug Mahomes in with Kelsey, right? Right. So playing him in this two four is is the way to play him if you're gonna play him. Um right. or, or you can take like out this. Mahomes, you could plug in Kelsey in his spot, so you're not playing Mahomes. You take yeah. out Brandon Johnson, and next thing you know, you put in Adam Troutman. Right, and there you go. You still got your three. You got your three Broncos receivers, Kelsey Butker. Right, like did 
these are the lineups that I'm looking at a little bit more. We look at the showdown sim tool, which is available for premium members. Click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. Uh, we go down here, we see, you know, it shows you, this will be updated obviously because Dulcich's ownership isn't in the year, right? So this gets updated multiple times a day. Uh, take a look at it at like five or six Eastern for, for the, the, you know, the most accurate portrayal. But we see here that like the Chiefs are favored by 11 and a half, but this construction dynamic, yes, it leans heavier towards, you know, 5-1 Chiefs, 4-2 Chiefs, but this 2-4 here at 19%, Typically on spreads with 11-point favorites, this is much lower. I mean, it typically skews a lot heavier towards the favorites. And then we take a look at captain usage by position. And compared to ownership, Russell Wilson is the highest leverage captain. That yeah. He shows up optimal 15% of the time, but he's only going to be owned 10% of the time in, the op, in, uh, in our projections. Then we look at the flex usage. And you go down the entire flex usage. And practically, like, every Chief is over-owned, right? Like, practically. I mean, Pacheco's even, but, I mean, most of the time when yeah. you see these blue bars higher than the the orange bars, that means they're, you know, negative leverage. They're over-owned. Yeah. We see here, it's like a lot of the Chiefs. McKinnon isn't. McKinnon may be the only. The Broncos' defense under-owned. But, like, Rajdi Rice, I mean, take a look at these Chiefs receivers. Chiefs, see, like, super chalky. I didn't even, wow, well, yeah. Right, look how chalky right. they are. And yeah. this is their flex optimal rates. Rashi Rice, way overowned, right? Justin Watson overowned. Sky Moore is is about even, right? Velda Scantling's a little overowned. Brandon Johnson's going to get steamed. I would imagine. Well, it depends. I mean, maybe people people would be more inclined to take take a shot on on the the, the cheap Chiefs receivers. I, I think yeah. I think a lot of people that that play. I don't think people are going to be playing like Sutton and Judy and like they're going to, I mean, I think most, most lineups are going to try to like fit them. in Mahomes and, and Kelsey. Once you start trying to fit in Mahomes and Kelsey, and one of them is in the captain, it kind of locks you out. Like you have to think in terms of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco. If yeah. you play two of those guys and one of them is a captain, it's very hard to play Judy, Sutton, Wilson. It's, it's hard to play those guys in like the seven to nine K range. You have to go all the way down more. And you know, who's in that range? All those little, those crappy Chiefs receivers. Yeah. So my attitude is, is that out of the two of the three, just only play one of those three. I'm not saying to play zero of those three. No, I'm with you. Think, that would be. I don't think I, I'll I, have a lineup that has zero of Mahomes, Kelsey, or Pacheco. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have no. that. You're playing it in a unique way. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. That's how I would go. That's how, that's how I would build it as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, do you have any uh, props, pick them, anything? Props, pick them. Have... Um, let me pull up some stuff. Because we have a props and pick them package. If you're not playing DFS tonight, we don't want to play that much DFS at all. At, at all. You could use our props and pick them tools. Which includes analysis, but I mean, it's our projections. It's our DFS projections. That's that's one great thing is that you could play DFS, but you could also use DFS projections to bet on props, to pick things on Prize Picks and Underdog and those types of sites. Uh, and we have a props model. We have the statistical projections for NFL. We have statistical projections for NHL. Yesterday in in, in NHL and college football, we have college football projections. So, Bobby, I told you this before the show. Yesterday, I I I made I made four college football prop bets, and I made twenty NHL prop bets. Now, the college football games yesterday were like UTEP versus some. I mean, like teams that who the hell? Knows I, I I'm with you on this. I've never watched a college football. I've never watched a college football game all the way through in my life. I bet you used the projections to win your prop bets, and you didn't know one player on the team. I didn't know one player. Four out yep. of four on the C- on the college football, 16 out of 20 on the hockey. And the hockey ones, the hockey ones are the toughest ones. Let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you why. It, 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 I'm, 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 re- I'm subverting. Well, they're not tough because it's like, well, oh, you got to look here, and then you got to click there. It takes me a little bit longer for NHL props, only because since I have not watched hockey, since like Sidney Crosby was like a rookie and Ovechkin was a ro- like like the early 2000s, right? Yeah. I was a Rangers fan in New York. Uh, I have to always Google. Like what I do is that I look at I look at our projections, I compare them to, to the lines. We have a prop model. I could I obviously I could, I download the CSV and import it into Excel. But then yeah. when I see like Nathan McKinnon, you know, under four and a half shots on goal at a price, I have to go. Okay, what team is Nathan McKinnon on? I gotta like Google that <laughs> because I had to because obviously you have to go yeah. to the team. You can't search by a name. So like that's what I did yesterday, twenty different times of like, what team is this guy on? Uh, who knows? Sixteen out of twenty. You definitely wanted. It. Yeah, we have really good NHL. Pro- I used NHL projections last night. I don't play. I don't know a ton about hockey either, but I I, I was. I was happy with my teams, definitely. So I I could understand why using the props would work out. I think Tasteful Tides does a good job with the projections. Yeah, yeah, not not and, Mon- and Moneyball sixteen d- d- does yeah. it as well. Yeah, we we have we have we have very good NHL projections. So you also, but you also have to realize you have to be very comfortable embracing unders, right? Yeah, that's that's one of the things in props that you know, like to sweat props is not fun. So don't like I don't even. 
like I kind of don't even bother. Right. It's one of those things where, yeah, yes, I have six unders in this hockey game. And I'm just like, I'm just, I don't, I don't care. I want no goals to be, I want nothing to happen. Nothing to happen. What's the point of even looking at the, I just, I'll wait for the game to be over and just see what happens. Keep icing the puck. Yep. Right. Right. Keep on icing. Keep blocking the shots. Right. Blocking the shots. Yeah. Old time hockey. Right. And you want no penalties. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No penalties. Right. I don't want any power plays. If I, if I have an under on a shots on goal, it's like, no, no power plays today. (laughs) I don't even know what lines these people are on. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I'm rooting for, I I don't know. I don't even know what line this guy is on. He's under three and a half. He must be on one of the higher lines. I mean, you probably don't have a prop of three and a half on a, on a guy that's, that's on, you know, the checking line or something. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Dude, I, I, I have not watched, I've not watched or paid attention to hockey in like 20 years. I actually, the last two nights I actually watched it. It's, I, it's a good product. I, I don't mind the NHL. Um, but yeah, I don't know a ton. Of, I don't know enough to like the projections. Definitely help me because without the projections, I'd be I'd be totally dust. Right, you have to uh, you stack. But I mean, the the main strategic thing in NHL is that you're stacking lines. I know how to stack. Yeah, I had this conversation with actually Big T last night. I was like, yeah, I I know how to stack. So it's pretty much we're basically playing MLB MLB, but it's just with stacking, right? Yeah, but then you also have to figure out. Don't they come out with like the lines? Like if they change their lines, you'll know that before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll know it like 30 minutes before it's finalized. That's what Tim told Tim Tasteful Tide. So I was checking in with him in the Discord. Our Discord was very helpful last night. So yeah, right. I, like and that. I had some I had some goal props, and I and I hit I hit the Pasternak goal. I hit the Austin Matthews goal. Right. I get some of those. And Bedard, did you have Bedard getting his first? You didn't go for yeah. Bedard no, I no. I I Bedard over half a point. So I overprojected Bedard, and then I and then I took it back down. You know, I, Boston's like the Bruins. Are, you always have that feeling. I knew the Blackhawks were going to play the Bruins tough last night, and everyone was kind of on the side of like. I don't like, know any of this. All I know is I just look at a name on the spread. No, like, I know, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, like just from being a Bruins fan growing up and stuff, or just I just had that feeling, you that intuition that he was going to get his first. I should have bumped him and. I didn't bump them as much as I should have. Um, right. Here's our NHL DFS projections as of what a half an hour ago or whatever. And obviously they'll update a little later also. So, I mean, look, download a CSV. It's right there. So, I mean, I just take this and it's like, Oh, okay. Here's the points column, right? You take that, you convert the mean to a median, you compare it to the lines and you just go, uh, do, do, what's the line on the, on who I mean, I don't even know. I don't know who any of these been. Nick Benino. It's like, oh, whatever. I guess he's on the Rangers, right? Or someone or Mason Marchment. Or and you have and mostly I'm betting uh shots on goal props. Yeah. So shots on goal, points, and goals. Uh and then if I just if if it's plus if it's plus TV, you know, you can all you have to do is convert the the American odds to an implied probability, and you convert the you know, if you convert the means to a median, and there you go. So you have the percent, you have the 50th percentile and you just go, it's like, oh, well, I mean, the simplest way of putting it is that like, if, if his median is two and a half yep. shots on goal and you're getting over two and a half shots on goal at plus 110, well, you're you betting take it. it. Yeah. Right, right. And if you're getting minus 110, you don't take it, right? You take, yeah. you take the under at plus one, right? I mean, 
Obviously, I'm giving you a number that's the exact line that would be on a sports book. Yeah. But uh, I surely can't build an NHL model like this. So I'm just going to I'm just going to spam our stuff. And the prop model even comes out later today. There's an NHL tab. So you could go to our site in the props and pick and package, which is part of your premium membership. If you're a premium member, you get this also. You go to the NHL tab. And the stuff is still up from yesterday. You'll see a timestamp. You'll always see a timestamp. And it's just giving you the best, the best odds. Right. It just gives you the top 20. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I've I've actually never really used this. Right. It gives you the top 20, but it won't tell it won't compare to any specific book. So what you do is you use an odd screen. You go to scoresandodds.com or or any other odd screen. There are others. And then you just take a look. So, like yesterday, what I would do. Is I go like I had Jordan Martinuk, for instance, under two and a half, right? It shows the win percentage here. So this is the win percentage of an under two and a half according to our prop model. Under what's what's 66% in American odds? Minus 200. Right? Yeah. It's very easy. That's an easy one to convert. You could also use go to the action network, get it, get the odds calculator. You could put it on the screen, even put in all of these. So I know that his under is priced by our model at minus 200. And then I go and I look at an odd screen and I see that DraftKings has is under at minus 130, which means it's yeah. plus EV. But, plus EV, yeah. Right. But Caesars had it at minus 120 or minus 119. So, so it's priced it price efficiently at Caesars. So no, it's probably even worse at Caesar. Even worse at Caesar, right? Because okay. it's supposed to be minus two hundred. So I get an extra eleven cents of value by not just simply betting it on DraftKings, but making sure that I'm getting the best price, getting minus one nineteen on Caesars. And uh, I what I've noticed early on in the season. I mean, this is two days. Uh, small sample size. Small sample size. Some of the, some of these NHL props are way off on Caesars on the shots on goal, but I, so so I've never goals, been. On the other hand, the gold their goal props are awful. Like like to me on Caesars, I I compared goal props, and like dude, like they're just they're just taking advantage of people. On some, I mean, I would compare goal. I compared goal odds between like like one uh, FanDuel, which tends to be a little bit sharper, and Caesars, and they were like. FanDuel would have a, a, a Caesars would have a guy at like plus seven hundred to score, right? And 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 FanDuel would have him at like plus twenty two hundred. Wow, right? But then you go to the shots on goal stuff, and some of their lines, FanDuel would have like uh, under two and a half minus one twenty, and then you go to Caesars and it would be under two and a half plus one hundred four. So I'm like, yeah, that's like almost a quarter of that, like it's twenty percent of value. I'm I'm rushing over there. It's not every prop, but like you start I, to I'm in mass. Can I even thing. bet on season? Like we just got sports betting. So for me, a lot of this stuff is like, I, I really haven't hit a ton of props and. Well, we just, I just I, got it. I just got it like 15 days ago. Oh, you just got it like 15 days ago. Yeah. But I'm also used to Bobby. I'm also used to doing this. I've been doing this for the past year or so on prize books yeah. and underdog. It's just that price books and under, you got to find, you know, five of them. They all have to be better than minus 120. It's a little bit different. When, with the regular sports books, like, I don't need a certain, like, like it has to be minus 120 or better or minus 137 or better. It's just like, like, no, let me just 
doesn't have an edge, get the best price, and I'm done. I don't have so to hit five on a day on a day or anything like that. What props? Sixteen out of like, twenty, I'm good. What props do we like for this football game? Oh, for this foot, let's look. Let's look at the prop model. Now I also have the blitz. He likes MVS. I saw it liked MVS. No, I think it's the opposite of that. It's the opposite. Right, receptions under. We have a based oh, on our RG projection, Marquez Valdez Scantling, one and a half under, seventy four percent win rate. Yeah, I'm actually hates him. MVS. Yeah, right. Well, it likes it. It likes it to bet it, right? So no, but at the it depends the on under. the price. Yeah. It depends yeah. on the. I always want to clear. This, this is a learning show. So 74% is close to what? Like 75%? Yep. Right? So what's what's 75% in American odds? It's on uh, three minus fourths. 300. Oh, minus, minus 300. Minus 300. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Okay. So if you go, yeah. if you, let's say, I'm not, I'm not saying you'll ever find this at minus 300. They'll just move the number. But. What this is saying is that under one and a half, should, the break-even point would be minus 300. So if you found Mark, uh, MVS under one and a half at like my, minus 175, that should be profitable. It's like, well, I'm, I'm 170. Like, I'm not getting that much. You know, it's not, it's like, it's still still profitable, right? We have some of these, right, win percentage here. You take a look and you just compare the, those odds to the odds on the, the book and, and here we go. I mean, we have Sky Moore receiving yards under 24 and a half. So right. 70%. Right. At that number. Now, if you go to a book and it's at 22 and a half, that doesn't mean you take the under. I mean, it probably does at 70% win rate at 24 and a half. So like every point matters. So it's not simply, that's why I said before with Javante Williams, like I got Javante Williams under 38 and a half at minus 110. That's much different than under 35 and a half at minus 110. Yeah. Right. That's much different than under 32 and a half at minus 110. Right. So, like, get the best price, get the best number. Like, I know uh, sports betting may be new to you and uh, you just got it in your state, Bobby. But if yeah. I, if I, you know me, we, it's I'm not like I want, I want every cent. I want every, I want, I want the cheapest price. I want the best number. I'm going to fight for that. So we never had props because local books, you, they don't give, you know, very rarely get local books where they give props. So I pretty much like I bet like I don't bet a ton like sports bet a ton, but um, familiar with it. But in terms of like props and stuff, like not not really um, in terms of like doing this stuff. Well, obviously we play DFS, so I should be. Right. That's what that's the whole thing is that it's a very seamless yeah. kind of like we're used to thinking in terms of player ranges of outcomes and using yeah. projections knowing what they mean right knowing knowing what simulations mean knowing you know you don't have to be you know you know you don't have to be a data scientist you just know the basics you know just simple yeah. odds conversions and simple i mean it's that's what i would have to, to i have to bobby, odds conversions but right and bobby you don't have to worry about anyone else yeah so yesterday like I didn't need I to have, have to book, I didn't need though, to right? have like, Vancouver like... in my lineup in order to win because I didn't have a lineup. I just had props, so like it yeah. didn't matter to me, right? No, so when so. Austin Matthews and Toronto the, the power play line does well, my props do well, but I don't lose money because it's not like you know Vancouver. Like okay, so what if Vancouver? I'd like, dude, it already paid out. It already settled. It right? already settled. So I get what you're saying. 
Uh, so, Bobby, do you have anything uh, coming out for uh, for NFL this week? Any NFL? Co- we have a the tournament take show tomorrow night, um, and then Sunday we have Grinders Live, Me Dean, and Tasteful Tides, which I really like. I really like. I really enjoy doing that show. Uh, yeah, and then uh, expert survey, just stuff like that coming up. Okay, and you can follow Bobby on Twitter, Bobby Gums DFS. Uh, make sure that if you do reply to him. That you also post your head-to-head record, right? <laughs> That's a requirement. One of those right. odds looks like Levitan's uh, head-to-head record versus me in 2018. Right. It's like a 77% uh, win rate. Yeah, it's also five years ago, right? And also, <laughs> you, you're ago, not really yeah. a cash player to begin with, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, th- I think I think you were you were kind of just fooling around. You were joking. I was just me- I was messing around messing with, I was with him, and he's like, "Well, yeah. is this you?" It's like, "No, no." No, Levitan, he's he, he just fucking around. Adam's good. Adam's good. Obviously, one of the best in the industry for a long time. So, <laughs> but that was the my notice is that Ed, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look up my head to head record anytime. Uh, anytime me and you disagree <laughs> on Twitter, it's just like, is this is this you? And uh, I, I feel I like I have to ever, I feel like I have to take his game a game this week, but I yeah I don't know. You would have crushed him this week. I think I'm, gonna, I'm waiting. Worst, I'm waiting. Worst I'm waiting I've ever right seen him. Week. Yeah. Right, because typically, yeah. typically with him, what I what I love about Levitan is that he does mostly head to head action, and he gets a lot of whales. Right, so he gets a lot of people that want, for ego purposes, want to play against him. I feel like he would. I feel like he gets thousand. So that's for for me. I'm always wondering, like, because of his following, he must get a lot of like cash games have dried up for a lot of really good cash game players, right? But right. because of his following, he's probably getting. He probably still gets good games. I would imagine why he's probably still plays cash. But for me, right. like, obviously, I'm a tournament uh, guy. So, yeah, right. I, I play I play cash games as well in NFL, and you know my favorite is when you know I score you know 15 points higher than than him, and he wins more head to heads than I do. Like a lot of these guys are trading rake basically at the higher end. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's it'd be it's nice if you have that pool to where oh I can play whoever and but you, a lot of people can't get games anymore you know. Well, that's why. Why do you think I've devoted most of my cash volume to props? Yeah, I mean, that pretty it makes much sense. That, pretty much it that's what I've sense. done. I've kind of let yeah. like I used to play NBA cash. I used to play you know some MLB I guess, but I mean a lot of my volume now is in props and pick them because interesting. It's just, it's just easy. It's just easier. Like it's almost. I have to learn how to. I have to learn how to do this. Well, be more involved in like doing props and. I don't know. Yeah, I just. I, so I much, just. There's so much out there. So I mean, like. Yeah. Like, dude, there's tennis. There's you know esports stuff. There's soccer. There's. there's yeah. I mean, you could sit in front of a computer for 16 hours a day and not ever stop. So all of your cash game volume is in props. You're saying. Correct. Well, not all of it, but not I'm saying, it, like, in, in, NFL, in NFL, like on an NFL Sunday, I will have more volume in. I will have probably two or three times the volume in props than I will in DFS entirely. I'm not. I'm talking entirely, not including my GPP action. So yeah. it's like, like my volume is like seventy five percent props and pick them, and twenty five percent. But it used to be the other. It used to be. It used to be the other way around. Right, yeah. and I'm talking about a high enough volume. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've, I was regularly playing on, you know, like last year, you know, five somewhere between five and 
probably between four and eight thousand dollars a volume yeah. in total between yeah. DraftKings and FanDuel. And now, like my volume between the both sites is like maybe fifteen hundred or two thousand. But I'll have like I'll it have makes 6, sense. It makes sense prop. though if you're getting better, like if you're getting better games while going through props. You know what I mean? Or getting right. better. Right. Well, and you yeah. get them as early as possible. And then a lot of the time, by the time Sunday rolls around, it's like I'll have, you know, like like right now for for tonight's game, I, I have my main my main prop that I got the earliest was uh, Isaiah Pacheco under 77 and a half at minus 110. Yeah. It's like the number's already down to like 73 and a half. Right. So, so it's I have like a question that value that way when they know you're when you, they like, do you get limited quickly? Like how quick are they limiting you? Like if you're jumping on lines that early. Not at all. I mean, at my level, they probably don't Uh, care. They don't care. Yeah. I'm not maxing. The thing is that I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not greedy. I'm not maxing out. Right. I'm, I'm, you know, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks. In NHL yesterday, Bobby, I did 20 props for 30 bucks each. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So at so that level, I don't think they care. They They want that action. They don't care about, they just don't want to get hit. Right, they just right, they just don't want to get hit. Don't be when NBA comes around. The thing that I suggest, it sounds counter counterproductive. When NBA comes around, we we always have the two thirty in the afternoon. So and so's out. If your first instinct is to I'm going to rush to DraftKings and try to get all the overs on everyone before they take it down. And dude, they take this stuff down like in like fifteen seconds. Like you have like yeah like. So you would need to be logged in and you bet better. But you know what happens when you do that? Your account's going to be nuked. Right. Yeah. Cause they immediately are just like, no, you, you, you ain't taking advantage of, you know, the inf- 15 seconds of information arbitrage. And then, then you're trying to put down 500, $1,000, a prop on these. Like that's, that's how you, that's how people are getting limited. Yeah. I talked to someone, I, Bobby, I talked to the, the, a sharp, uh, a sharp sports better that like I have bet bet 365 here in Kentucky and their yeah. lines on props, especially for NFL are really soft. Okay. And most people that most people that I've talked to say, you know, bet 365. Oh, you last about two days there. And it's like, I've lasted uh, 15 days already. Cause you're playing. Very- go, how are you, how are you doing 15 days? It's like, well, I'm doing $30 a prop. And they so go, like, oh, 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 when I was on Bet365, I did 2000 on yeah. 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 And at that level, yeah, I could understand why why they limited you. It's like, like, dude, I'm I'm going on Bet365 for the playoffs. I was putting down, you know, they had home run props that were off. So you know how much I was putting down on them? 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So I have a question. Do you think that they should be able to limit players? Like, isn't that something that should be discussed in terms of legislation going forward? If gambling is going to be a thing. No, it's, it's, it's there. Are they limiting based on age, race, gender? And then I just, every right to do so. maybe, this could Not, be a total, this could be a terrible take because I don't like, obviously I don't like sports bet a ton. Um, but if they offer a line, I feel like they should be have to offer that line to everyone. You know what I mean? That that's what I, Bobby. That's what I agree with. Yeah. It, but the thing is, is that what I don't, what I think is is poor consumer practice or consumer violation is that I we have a TV, that, an overpriced TV, right? 
or so, whatever, an underpriced TV, but we'll only sell it to you, but not him. Right? Yeah, that's what so I don't. If, I don't agree with that. I can understand a limit. Like if you want to say that NHL props, we're going to limit to a hundred dollars, but no one could bet more than a hundred. Like it's if if you're going to take that's that's, no how, reason, they no that's how they I should can, do it. I can I can stand there with my app, and then a rando, I could get I could get just some random person that knows nothing about sports betting. And they open up an account, and I'm standing there going, "I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on this thing," and that and that and the site says your max your max bet is eight dollars and thirty two cents, and then this person goes for the same exact like if it wasn't for the username, it's the same money that they're taking in, and they go to put a hundred dollars, and it says they thank you, and they take the hundred dollar bet. To me, that that's unfair. Business practice. If you're limiting across the board on a market, I, I think that's perfectly fine. And I could see limiting a person uh, uh, in certain aspects to a, a global limit. Like yeah. if Bet365 wants to tell me after a while, it's like, yeah, we see that you're betting $30 a prop and uh, and you're getting a lot of CLV and uh, and you're doing well. Uh, we're... We're happy to we're happy to take your action at thirty dollars a prop, but we just want to let you know you're not going to be able to bet any. Like if you thought that you were going to do this for thirty dollars and then turn it into hundred or two hundred, uh, we're not going to allow you to do that. And I'd be like, okay, that's that. I'm perfectly perfectly fine with that. And they say across the board, and it's just across the board, and that's it. But to to have sites that go, uh, yeah, you're limited to like two dollars and fourteen cents. You're essentially saying go away. Yeah, which I, I don't think is I wonder if this will ever change. Like I don't think that's fair to basically do that to everyone. You know what I mean? I wonder how that how that kind of as gambling becomes more prevalent, I wonder if there will be changes in terms of that that uh them no, the people in players. power don't they don't know anything. These legislators don't they don't know. It's also that like gambling obviously has a negative connotation to it, right? So it's like, oh, we're helping out a gambler. You know what I mean? Like that's where I feel like it probably gets lost in translation too, but I, I just feel like they should be offering the same lines to everyone. No, it, it makes sense. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blender HD. Uh, tomorrow, I have John Breslin, Squirrel Patrol on the show. We'll be going through GPP strategy for the NFL Week 6 slate on DraftKings. Stacks, games, and uh, look, let's see what, what the injury situation on some of these things are. Uh Obviously, you could sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month or the props and pick them package. Uh, tonight, the pre-lock show for uh, Broncos versus Chiefs. Go click that notification bell. You'll know when it goes live. Uh, we got NBA coming back in 13 days, 12 days, right? So this this show in the morning, it, it, we're going to have NBA. We'll have some NHL, mostly NFL, because people love the NFL. We want to talk the NFL. Uh, so it'll be a very busy time. Send in your questions to the mailbag. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And uh, and I'll answer them because that's what I do here. Answer those questions. DFS strategy. Everything you're thinking about today in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them on Roto-Grinders today. <laughs>